Welcome to the B-Sides and Beers podcast. Welcome to B-Sides and Beers episode 71. Tonight we're finally focusing on the mighty mega death. What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Singing Megadeth all day. Doing yeah. good, man. How are you doing? Fan friggin' tastic. Excellent. Nice. It's kind of a collective joint topic on this. Uh, I think we all agreed that this would be a good one to cover next. Uh, well, we've been talking about it. It's it's been a part of the podcast for all the the longtime listeners since the start. So yeah, it's about time that we actually focus on it and dig a little deeper past the. Past the jokes and jokes and jokes. There'll still be some of those, oh. though. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> have some so jokes. many good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, let's start off with the drinks, though, before we talk about the music. So, uh, Mike, uh, let's start with you. What do you got going on? Well, this evening, uh, I am taking a cue from you uh, from, I don't know, a couple weeks back, maybe a month ago. You dove into some... Uh, Spectrum Beer Co. Mm. So you had that that multi pack with the uh, the coffee yeah, style yeah. beers. Yeah. So I have tonight an Irish cream and coffee ale. Nice. I have a uh, pumpkin spice latte ale. Got your pumpkin spice. We got the vanilla latte ale, and we have the caramel mocha uh, macchiato ale. Yeah, nice. So you got the full Fantastic. pack. Fantastic. I got the full awesome. pack. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a, a solid score. So uh, grab those, and these guys are out of Vancouver. Awesome. And have you tried any of those yet? I have tried. All of them, and this is my second round of trying all of them, and they are delicious. Fantastic! Yeah, I, I just had yep. a single. It was just like a, a lone loner in the cooler. So I was like, and then yeah. when I looked it up, I saw it was part of that pack. So that's awesome. You got a chance to, to grab yeah. it. So yeah, it who's took, the brewery? Took some searching, but I did. Pardon? Who's the brewery? That's the Spectrum Spectrum Beer Co. out of Vancouver. Oh yeah, on the list. And these are all five percent. Yeah, on the list. Nice, nice. Uh, Dane, what do you got? I am currently working on an Ace Brewing Jet Fuel West Coast IPA. This one's coming in hot at seven percent. Nice. So oh, I love that. Can. I figured I'd. Oh yeah. I miss the air Aces. shows, man. I miss like the Nemeo air oh, shows. Oh, dude. Yeah, those yeah. Are such a good time, hey. Like, so, yeah. Anyways, <laughs> sorry, I'm just getting off oh, track man. on that. But they were they were so much fun. <laughs> Jet truck and yeah, like walking snowbirds, th- walking and, through a Hercules and yeah, walking through a Herc. Yeah, sitting in an F14, that kind of stuff. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is the next best thing. Yes, indeed. Ace Brewing, job well done. Uh, next, um, I've got a moon underwater pots pills. Um, yeah, I've had this before. Pretty good. Who's that? Who's the brewery? Sorry. Moon underwater. I remember that one. Uh, yeah. So this is another, this is Victoria. 
So I've got a Courtney Victoria, and uh, I think this is the Vancouver here. This is that Haifa project. Oh, yeah. So they've got some crazy stuff going as far as their art. Um, and that's a Takasudo, Mr. Takasudo.com, spelt as it sounds. That's the guy who's doing the art. So um, this is a inceptional IPA. Inceptional. The first uh, IPA ever? <laughs> I suppose so. <laughs> um, yeah, so these guys are, um, yeah, Pal Street, Vancouver. Nice. Um, Haifa Project. So, yeah, I, I dug that. Um, I forget what it was. I think it was like a, a pale ale of some sort that I had before. And I'm uh, excited to try this one. So Nice. Nice. So, um, I kind of went back. there. I couldn't find anything that was like new and fancy. So I thought like maybe I was going to kind of just highlight like maybe my favorite beer that I've had maybe so far. And then like my nice. favorite like mixer pack. So that that's kind of what I bought because I like I said I, I I looked and I was like eh, I've either tried this all or I don't want to drink a something gross. So uh, my my pack of the year I think is the Whistler Brewing Company because it's it's got a good mix. Like I've talked about this where I like like trying the different kinds. So this one's got the the hazy trail pale ale, yep. the mountaineer pilsner, and the grapefruit ale, all of which okay. are fantastic. Nice. Um, and it's the only one that doesn't have an IPA in it. Like most packs have the IPA, and this one doesn't. So when I'm not feeling the IPAs, I can hit that. <laughs> there you go. What's that grapefruit? It's a it's a group sour. Just, no, no, just a grapefruit ale. So just yeah, it's just got okay. grapefruit like in it and it just infused yeah it's good and it's it's good in the summertime too that's like a go-to and the and i've drank this on here before but i'm going back to it again the red truck beer this is my pick of the of the podcast so far the paloma wheat uh nice nice the natural grapefruit and lime and i guess grapefruit is a common theme through these i guess i like the grapefruit beers so no big surprise, but there it is. That's my picks of the year. If anybody cares to know, that's my favorite ones that I've drank so far as far as mixer packs and singles. Megadeth, gentlemen. Beauty. Megadeth. Beauty. Megadeth. <laughs> you know what? The great thing about this podcast is it is incredibly valuable at not only changing your perspective. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, inserting, taking out the foot that has been inserted in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. Walking but things back opening, a bit. <laughs> yeah. Opening your ears to new stuff, which I've always sort of kind of scoffed at my entire life. So here we go. Yeah. Life changed. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the exact same boat, dude. Yeah, Where me too. Start? Me too. Yeah, like it was just like yeah. a, a kind of. I, I mean, I started from the beginning. I don't know if you guys did or not, but like I went all the way back 100%. to 1985 and killing oh, yeah. is my business, and business is good. Business and, is good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's it's okay. Like I didn't I didn't love this first album. I don't know about you guys, but it's it's all right. Like it kind of feels. Uh, 
kind of rushed and a little bit like unprofessional at times, but maybe it's just the first album and that's, it obviously gets much better as I go along, but I don't know what you guys thought of that. Right. Okay. Well, with that one, it was definitely, you know, straight off of all the butt hurt from the Metallica boys to Dave Mustaine and the lack of funding, I guess, because they, they sort of got screwed over by their record label and, you know, I think they only gave them like $8,000 or something to, to record this album. Yeah. So, you know, that's why it sounds how it sounds. Another thing, I like too, it. like that. Oh, you like it, Dane. Yeah, you like that. Album? I, I love it. Yeah. It's gritty. Um, mm-hmm. I've read some reviews and, and uh, you know, they've called Dave Mustaine an amateur on this record. I like it. It's kind of all over the place. Um, but for, for me, I was, you know, I've heard of this album. I never really gave it a chance until a couple of days ago and I've listened to it a bunch. It's great. Yep. Yeah. I, I definitely love the album going back, uh, you know, but not digging into these for so many decades almost, <laughs> yeah. you know, I've listened to a lot of this stuff in like 20 years yeah. other than, you know, bits and pieces of. Uh, uh, you know, certain songs from a specific album, but not really diving into the whole um, discography of it, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean, going back to this, it's, it is full of the hatred. Yeah. And yeah. it is, it's very, it's very on point from Dave and his, his, he, he's, he's starting his agenda. And this album is definitely a huge, um, fuck you to Metallica. Yes. I'm coming for you. Kind of a, kind of a thing. It's like, you know, when, when he puts out, uh, mechanics on that, uh, off of, off of that album. And it's, it's basically the four horsemen yeah. just sped up and change lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's right on the tails. And, and that was, that was basically where Dave was, um, coming off of Metallica, I mean, right from the moment that he got kicked out of the band and got sent on this bus ride home with nothing but a, you know, fucking bag of potato chips and his guitar. New York to LA. Um, yeah, totally. Yeah. And, and so on that whole trip from New York to LA, it's just trying to figure out what happened and setting up his goals to either compete and or destroy Whoever right. was sitting next so. to Dave on, the, on that bus ride on the way home was like witnessing everything <laughs> he's writing down lyrics on cupcake wrappers. He's, you know, coming up with the name. He's like drawing out his t shirts. Yeah. Like he's doing everything on that bus ride. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I mean, if you stack this up against, uh, I mean, Killing is My Business uh, next to Kill Em All, I think Killing is My Business takes it. They're they're both amazing for different reasons, but <laughs> well, you, you, yeah. you think too. Dave Dave wrote what four songs off of Kill on all, that yeah. album or off of uh, off of Kill 'Em All? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, Four Horsemen, uh, Jump in the Fire, Phantom Lord, and Metal Militia, and like two off of so, Ride Lightning too. Yeah, yeah. So basically, right there, I mean, you there the comparison is there from. You know, he, he had a, a heavy role in writing a huge chunk of Kill 'em All, I guess. So, yeah. But yeah. Um, that must have been crazy, man. When that thing, so good. Kill 'em All comes out and it's, you know, you know, it's your songs and he's, 
you know, sitting in Don't L.A. Credit. You know, at his parents' mm-hmm. house, listening to that. It's just that's got to have been tough. You know, but at the same time, what if what if Kill 'Em All didn't didn't hit? You know, would would but there? It did. Would <laughs> this, but it did. But would that the conversation would change pretty drastically, right? Yeah, it wouldn't even have been one for sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hindsight is uh, sitting here at twenty twenty two. In hindsight, I mean, he fucking did it. You know. Yep. Um, jokes aside, he uh, he did his own thing, and he's he was is very successful at it. Yeah, and easily one of the most influential thrash bands ever, or metal bands in general ever. Totally, yeah. So, uh, you go, yeah, just yeah. flashing back to our Woodstock '99 episode, I watched some of their Woodstock '99 performance. Uh, How was it? Yeah. Uh, uh, nobody cared, but it was great. Yeah. Like I thought, <laughs> I mean, it was obviously the wrong crowd there, right? Like we we yeah. we've talked about this before, but. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was awesome. <laughs> it was, he was he was right on point. Yeah, it was it was great. Uh, I mean, if you're expecting a Megadeth show, then it's awesome. Yep. But yeah. if you if you rocked up and you're just like, I can't wait for Limp Bizkit, maybe I'll check out Megadeth. It's probably not yeah. going to be the most exciting. No. No. Visual no. show anyway. No. Yeah. <laughs> not at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, let's move on to. Peace sells. I mean, we're not going to go through the entire discography, but I think these yeah, first yeah. few albums are probably important to speak about. But um, definitely, I, I thought this album is solid. This is kind of like front to back. I listened to it like three times, and it was, I thought it was great. Yep. And it's it, it's really cool when you're looking at the the albums how they came out with the different lineup changes between all the albums, and you could tell. From start to finish, from '85 to today, it's all Dave. Yeah, I mean he's he's got the talent, uh, the 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 talented members. Well, I guess uh, Dave Ellison was was massive with that, um, you know, right from the beginning too. I mean, being the the two, uh, you know, uh, starting members. Yeah, of the band, but I mean, switching out different drummers and different guitar players, it's it it it. Yeah, it's 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 damn good. Well, and it's the I, same I, thing. It sounds in 2022. This the album that he just came out with has a very similar formula to all the rest of these, right? So, totally. like you said, totally. the kind of brand is is there. He's got that down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just getting more and more polished yeah. with every album. Yeah, yeah. I think T. I agree with you. I mean, um, to be honest, this is a pass for me. This really? album's a pass. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's too mixed up think they're into too many drugs and i get it like i i see how they've sort of um really fortified that megadeth sound it is definitely an evolution uh from the previous album but um what i was what i'm kind of getting at here i i think the cool thing about this album if i can uh, say some positive stuff is you really get to to see um you know it is Mustaine, hundred percent. But this Gar Salmison guy uh, mm-hmm. is regarded as as one of the um, you know innovators in thrash drumming, mm-hmm. uh, sort yep. of incorporating that jazz fusion, uh, and that sort of carries on continuously for you know uh, up until the latest album. 
very, very drum orientated to keep up with the speed of the guitars, obviously. And I think this is sort of where we begin to to see one of the things that, and and we'll get to my favorite album that's coming up, but (laughs) you can hear all the instruments, at least in the, in, you know, starting here up until um, Rest in Peace. Yep. Um, before things get like very polished, you can hear every instrument, which is awesome. And really it's a, a rare thing in thrash, right? Totally. Yeah. And I, I really love how Dave's, uh, or sorry, let's go. Ellefson, the other Dave, <laughs> yeah. uh, how, how his bass in yeah. the, in all the songs, it's, it's in the forefront, it's especially the, the, the intro to each, every song. It's, it's Dave's guitar. And Dave's bass. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, right at the forefront for the first, you know, 10 seconds, 15 seconds, or whatever it is. But, Dave yeah. has to make it known that he has written the beginning bass line for Peace Cells, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else did that but Dave. Okay. So, <laughs> right. Just so you know that. These are the Daves I know. I know. <laughs> These are the Daves I know. <laughs> uh, okay. So far, so good. So what? Okay. Yeah, this was a miss for me. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, it was definitely a blip yeah. in in the 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 catalog. Um, yeah, mostly wh- whenever you're talking, it it just to to anyone that has ever followed Megadeth, that has just been, you know, it, it's almost like an EP that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, yeah. I I only listened to it once and it didn't do much for me, and I kind of moved on from mm-hmm. it because. I was maybe because I was more excited to get to rest in peace than anything yes. else. And yeah, I mean, I th- this is like like you said, Dave. This is when it gets super polished at, at this point. But this yep. is when the lineup changes. Um, yeah, and you know, this is when it kind of gets into the next few years, the next few albums of this lineup. Um, th- uh, this is a solid album. This is another yeah, fantastic one. Yeah. And bringing Marty Friedman in on guitar. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Hot damn! Like he's just, he's he's his own entity. It's it's unreal. And even till today, he's, you know, it's 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 hard to touch. Absolutely. And produced by Mike Klink, same guy that did Appetite. Yeah, exactly. So you know, yeah. this is what 1990. So two years later, he's right in the thick of that. Yeah, and it's got that essence, right? It it, it it's got. You know, there's clarity to it. Um, the arrangements are good. It makes sense. It's it's just, it, you know, I, I've been listening to uh, Holy Wars nonstop yeah. for the past, like, month or so. It feels like it's, um, like, the one of the first ones that's, like, tuned down. Like, the, the what, like right when mm, it starts out. I don't know what it is, but, like, you can tell right maybe. off the bat. Uh, it's different. It's different. And it, it, it feels like... It, it, Megadeth gets heavier at this point for me. Like, yeah, yeah. It's it gets faster, it gets heavier, and it gets tighter. That's what it it's is almost like. as if they've like set their sights on Slayer at this point. Like he's done with Metallica, and he's like, "All right, like yeah, yeah." We've now we're technical as shit. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's also kind of a funny comparison too with Kerry uh, King being mm-hmm. a live guitar player for for Megadeth for a couple months. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> like eighty. <laughs> And then decide to leave. 83 or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going back to, you know, I can't, I can't deal with Dave's shit. So I'm going to go back to Slayer. And yeah. 
Um, this is my favorite album out of the uh, the entire catalog. I would say huh. this album is yeah. is hands down. Um, you know, it, it's up there as far as like thrash goes. One of my favorites. Yeah. This is I. I well, maybe we should move on to the next one because. Like the countdown to X extinction is kind of the first Megadeth album I ever heard. Like right, that was yeah, like because yep. I remember that album cover. Like and well, yeah. Symphony of Destruction is the song that stood out on all music video channels. Which and, one? Symphony of Destruction, and I don't really Symphony know why. Like it's yeah, it's you know sweating bullets as well, right? Yeah. Like that one. Yeah. But but you look at uh, Symphony of Destruction or Symphony Symphony of Destruction. It's such a simple. Yep. It's it's easy to digest. So even if you're not a massive thrash fan, once that comes on MTV or Much Music or whatever, it's you you can latch on because the it, it just sticks in your head. Yeah, I would say this is where it gets. A, I don't want to say gimmicky. Uh, but definitely, like when you take a look at what's happening here in 1990, you got uh, Metallica's uh, self-titled Black Album, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, um, it's a shift, almost a pivot, different, slowed down. Um, same thing with Countdown to Extinction. I think, or um, this is two years later, but um, I think it's sort of following the same formula let's make it mtv friendly let's get some videos out uh, let's break the mainstream and they did with this album totally uh you guys ready for some hot facts already hot facts. Pause it. Uh, you want to pause it right here it's a nice place to segue into the hot facts hot fact hot fact hot fact because i have i can why don't i give you one hot fact hot facts um Countdown to Extinction was the very first album that uh, Dave Mustaine recorded sober. Really? I thought it was Rest in Peace. No. No. No, no, no. He was, well, that was a blip in his sobriety. Because, I mean, everything after that, you know, Megadeth almost uh, completely went away just because of that. (laughs) Went away. (laughs) Well, totally, man. I mean, it, it just... With with the amount of times that he went in and out of rehab, and when you're at the point where, you know, you've got Guns N' Roses, you've got Megadeth, and you've got Motley Crue, and the the music couldn't be, you know, farther apart genre, rock-wise or metal-wise, but these three, all the characters in all these bands were the same level of self-destruction. Fair drugs enough. and yeah yeah just waiting to explode again right like, <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah the artist who did uh the cover art, uh work for countdown to extinction mm-hmm. he i looked the guy up he has done like a ton he has done every rush album um and he also what? and he also played keyboard on a few rush albums that cover looks very rush i was gonna yeah. say uh, oh, shut the fuck <laughs> <up>. <laughs> Hugh Syme. That's quite his name. put my Hugh finger Syme. on it. He designed all the cover art for Rush. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and it's full up. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. The, that cover, it's the first one to um, not feature the, the skull with the, the Vic Rattlehead. 
Yeah. yeah, Nick Rattlehead. Exactly right. Is it or am I? No, you're right. Looking at it wrong. No, that's the first mm-hmm. album that does that doesn't have. It. He's on the back cover. He's got like the abacus with the skulls, and he's like moving the abacus skulls over. Gotcha. So he's yeah. on the back cover. But anyways, yeah, there you go with it. And he's done like a whole bunch of other ones too, like uh, Aerosmith "Get a Grip" album cover, like some of those. That's a yeah. good one. So he's he's pretty well known, and he's Canadian. So there you go. Uh-huh. Even better. Yes, indeed. Uh, that's that's it for now. I got a few more, but I'll save them for later. Good. Uh, where are we going now? Are we? You want to keep going into Good. euthanasia? And you want to keep breaking down the? Or does it get dicey after this? <laughs> it, it, it gets <laughs> this dicey, is, man. I mean, this is where I uh... too much drugs, too much. I don't know that I care. I mean, it's 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 cool that it. You know, when you look at Rust and Peace, Countdown to Extinction, Euthanasia, uh, Cryptic Writings and Risk, all with Marty Friedman before he left in 99. Um, but just the material wasn't wasn't strong enough. After after, you know, Rust and Peace and then Countdown to Extinction. So did you guys find yeah. a good album after that? Yes. What else? When does it get better? Because I didn't go all the way down. <laughs> I went through everything. Uh, for me personally, it's when Chris Broderick joined the band in 2008. So that would have been Endgame. So he did Endgame. He did uh, everything up to 13. Yeah. Endgame 13 and Super Collider. Okay. Um, <clears throat> Endgame, was, Endgame was pretty solid. 13 was solid. Super Collider was shit. I still can't listen to that thing. I've tried and tried. And this last week, I've gone front to back on every Megadeth album, including that one, at least three times this week. And I can't digest this album. It's just, it's, it's just. Why are you punishing yourself, man? If it's bad, it's bad. (laughs) I have to, I have to find something. I don't know. I, I, I tried to find something good and I couldn't, so. It's admirable. Yeah, yeah. I tried, man. I tried. <laughs> you're, you're serious. You're the guy yeah. to talk to about this right now. So, <clears throat> yeah. And then, have you? Did you listen to like the recent stuff? Like, I listened to the 2022 album, but I, I didn't listen to anything Dysto- else. Dystopia, dystopia, great album. Uh, and so that was 2016. Yeah. And then, let's see. Sick, dying in the dead. 2022 sick dying the dead is really good really good uh, D- dystopia was unreal because i had chris adler on drums from uh really i i yes, knew that actually the whole out al- lamb of god so man good, that guy man, is from lamb of god fucking genius so i mean that's that yeah. is such a strong album um yeah i mean you, you go to Endgame and then you can kind of skip right to dystopia and it's solid front to back and then uh, you know, you, you get into the newest album and it's, it's, it seems to be their, 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 their riding high on an amazing album. Like it seems to be, everybody's just jumping aboard and loving it and giving all the accolades. So it's great. Apart from the fact that he sounds like Alice Cooper. Totally. Totally. <laughs> and, and going back all the way to the beginning, the reason why I did not, I, I couldn't get deep into Megadeth is 
the vocals. I just can't do it. Like it's it's painful. Uh, yeah. Your lyrics are awesome. Your 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 song crafting is great. Your cover art is great. Your live performances are great. I just can't get the. You got it, man. Yeah. (laughs) But isn't there a point like. Hello, me. (laughs) There's me. It's so good. It's so good. Like, (laughs) I've had the same thing with Rush. I could not listen to Rush. Could not do it. Um, You know, Getty Lee is, is fine. When you really break it down, the band itself is. There's so many layers, and singing is only one aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when you take a look at it from that perspective, I'd, I, I, I could tolerate it. And it's the same thing with Megadeth. I mm-hmm. think there's certain parts where I'm like, this is almost comical, and I, I kind of like yeah. it because it's different, right? Yeah. It's, it's like Anthrax. Like you're just like, these guys are, are, you know, it's awesome. And then you hear the dude sing. Sorry, I don't know his name, and you're like. Okay, it's yeah. kind of different, but yeah, you know, that's it's not the vocal you would want for a a, a thrash band. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. think Anthrax, and it's just this other dude. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't quite fit. Yeah, yeah. he didn't. Even, I mean, Dave didn't even want to sing, right? Like, yeah. they had yeah. another guy, Billy Bonds, I think was his name, lined up, and then yeah. the the story that I read was that. He showed up to rehearsal one day with eye makeup on, and Dave fired him on the spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like that guy can't be the face of Megadeth, so fired him, and then he started <laughs> learning how to sing. And so that's that's when the other Dave said, well, "Why don't you try learning how to sing?" So then he's like, he said he couldn't figure out how to do like the timing of like when he takes a breath and like when he like sings. So that's why it sounds so forced. He's he, he was never properly trained, and then it just came out like right. that, and then <clears throat> there's no looking back. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, the sound. like, going back to Countdown to Extinction and, like, Sweating Bullets is probably one of my favorite Megadeth tracks as far as, like, yep. Dave Mustaine's vocal, or, like, his... Yep. Uh, not vocals, yeah, exactly. Not, how, not his lyrics, but his vocals, how he right. approaches it. It's just comic booky. Yeah, he's got like yeah, he's like telling a story sometimes, like you know, kind of yeah. like laughing in the background, telling stories, yeah. and then other times he's trying to sing, like you know, even in Symphony of Destruction, he's trying to sing, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. he's got a totally different approach to vocals, and that's maybe unorthodox, maybe that's the way it is, right? Like sometimes it's nice to throw somebody on an instrument, they have no idea what they're doing, and then sometimes something good comes out, right? And sometimes yeah. not. <laughs> sometimes not. Yeah, it's tough when it's what fifteen albums. Like yeah, sixteen studio albums, man. I mean, that's yeah. a huge. I mean, that's that's a big discography. Metallica totally. doesn't have that many studio albums, and they don't have any that that many good albums. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but oh, I mean, I think that's the. Sorry, go ahead, Mike. No, I was just. I'm I was, the next. I'm going down the guitar road next. So finish your thought, and then I'm going down guitars after this. Yeah, oh, nice. All right. I, well, I, I mean, I was just gonna say. I think like the the butt end, like the jokes. The butt end of the joke is Dave Mustaine himself. Not only does he sound like a um, a guy playing Dungeons and Dragons and taking himself <laughs> way too seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But 
it, it, it kind of does set them <laughs> apart, right? It sort of, it almost transcends this thrash um, label that they have. They're not just a, a band playing, uh, you know, guitars through Marshalls um, super fast. There's right. more to it than that, which I think is what has, you know, given them longevity. Totally. Great given description. Him, great given him longevity. It's unique. That's the Dungeons thing. It's uniqueness. I mean, Dungeons That's and Dragons and Rush. Um, <laughs> okay, so this guy goes from BC Rich to Jackson to ESP to yep. Dean to Gibson yep. to, to Sears. Gibson. Like, what? What's what is this? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, anybody that obviously is flashing him the dollar signs, he's going with. So, like. Obviously, he has no allegiances to any guitars at all. <laughs> well, I, I don't know, man. The Jacksons were a long time. He used those for, for, fucking since the start. The King V ones are then, and then so he, dope, he, though. What's that? The, he did a uh, he used the King V one. The King Vs, yeah. Yeah. So he had his custom King V, and those those were killer. Oh, so good. I mean, you got yeah with, with the Jacksons, and then. You know, he he gets he, he he bumps along and he does this ESP thing for it's a blip in time. Yeah. And then he goes to Dean and he's been, you know, the head flagship guy from Dean other than Dime uh Dimebag, but um Did know, something happen with Dean. Was, something happened with yeah. Dean, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Drugs. Well, and and Gibson and Gibson just just paid him all the money i mean yeah. they're buying everybody out yeah they're just here here's money let's let's do another thing uh what's his name from uh lamb of god he's got he's got his new gibson signature like everybody's jumping aboard yeah i think when you take a look at a lot of the sort of more contemporary artists out there and they don't have to be pop artists but a lot of people are playing fenders or other types of guitars Gibson had its day in the in in the sun, and it, it almost seems like it's your your dad's guitar, in a way. I think mm-hmm. they needed to do something. They needed to get some people on board. Definitely, you know. And Mustaine, that was a weird one. Um, but I know that Dean was doing some weirdness as far as like um, they they they're not doing the uh, the dime bag guitars anymore. Yeah, no, they got sued for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dime Dimebag's wife ha- is starting. It's it's all in the works for for an actual dime guitar. Really? Run? Yeah, it's it's in the works. I mean, within the next year or so, it should be out. So. Yeah. Uh, okay, so then I was going to ask you guys then, as far as like you know, we've we've talked about guitar players and rankings and stuff, and mm-hmm. I mean, is Dave Mustaine must be up on the list for as far as. Guitar, he's way up. Guitar players, yeah. He's way up. When when you look at at the amount of guitar shred wankery <laughs> on on an album, on a, a thrash or any sort of, I can't think of another band other than than Megadeth that that it's just solo, solo, solo after solo. That's after, true. Like it's it's so full of just shred wanking <laughs> it's it's all brilliant and it's all amazing but, but oh, wow this is the thing that kind of surprised me is the fact that 
uh, Dave Mustaine is he uh, labels himself as a uh, he's a rhythm guitar player. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so, like, and I saw him on lists of like top guitar, rhythm guitar players of all time, and I I didn't really yeah. understand that either, right? Like, <clears throat> yeah, I don't know who's doing the majority of the wankery. <laughs> well, that's that's the thing. It's it's a mix between him and he he has he's always had these exceptional, brilliant side guitar players. Yeah quote-unquote lead guitar players, but they're both sharing the spotlight for the most Yeah, like part. he's playing <laughs> solos too, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Pushing totally. the bar. Yeah. Putting the bar up super high. Totally. Well, you look at Kill Em All, all of those solos were his. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they, they Metallica hired Kurt because he could play Mustaine solos. So... Yeah. I wonder if he would have... If, if Kirk would have come in and changed the solos, if he would have been mm-hmm. like... More pissed or less pissed about that? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> probably, probably a little less. Yeah. But <laughs> I mean, he's he's just he's just carrying this 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 hatred and just burning through forty some odd years. I mean, he did. It's not like he did himself any favors though, either, right? Like, it's not like, no, like they kicked no. him out because they didn't like his hair. Like, he did uh, kind of brought it upon himself, right? Like, they were tired of his yeah. BS and. Being an angry drunk, yeah, and, like that was yeah, it. Yeah, <clears throat> but you know, you learn your lesson. But then, I mean, this is a happy ending. The guy ended up, like you said, he he made it, he did it. So, but he's still dwelling in the past. It's like this old girlfriend that dumped him, and every opportunity he tries to figure out a way to get back with her. And this is forty years later, and he's still trying to get back with her. Or when you look at the when you look at a couple of the the live. Uh, Metallica shows where they have brought him on stage yeah. and and he's like oh we're back together and it's you know after all these years we have our relationship again and then he's talking uh, you know after he gets off the stage oh we're going to start working on some new things and and the dude's from Metallica like no we're not this oh is, man it's like a daytime like, soap opera I think it's, it's like <laughs> it's maybe a little bit contrived to get clicks so, to man. get headlines and clicks He's bonkers. Though, Do you man. really I mean, think that he's after yes. this amount yes. of time, he's still 100%. jelly yep. over <laughs> the 1983 breakup? He is scarred, <laughs> scarred for life. And it's not even it, it's this is what comes back to the jokes and the the memes and whatnot. But he's it's it. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a show. Uh, it's, it's kept them in our mouths. That's for sure. Totally. Yeah. Um, I got a couple more hot facts for you. Hot facts. Hot facts. Bring them in right now. Uh, The first band to have their own official website. No. Yeah. Really? Launched in what year? 1994. (laughs) I would have thought Nine Inch Nails would have had that shit. Like, they would have had, like, a... Up. They weren't big enough for that at that point. Yeah, like he, okay, his yeah. nails were not big enough. I mean, they were just starting to make waves. First band. What was it called? Megadeath.org. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know Megadeth. Dave Mustaine got that <laughs> Megadeth.com when the internet was invented. He he put that down. <laughs> you can have the org. Megadeth.net. I think I'm yeah. The com. yeah. Dot net. <laughs> yeah. 
also went on ro- Rock and Roll Jeopardy. He played oh. against George Clinton and Moon Unit Zappa and absolutely wow. waxed the floor with both of them. He, I bet he oh, did. He wow. just won by like a landslide. He was the only sober guy out of the three of them. Oh, right. I mean, George Clinton, <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, come on. <laughs> that's my hot facts wow, for that's today. That's a hot fact, it man. It is a hot that's fact. That's a good one. There, there's one other hot fact that I think you oh, missed. Oh, go ahead. Is Megadeth um, money? Mm-hmm. Oh, is crypto. Megadeth crypto. <clears throat> are, are they not like the, the first and or only band to have their own crypto they must be they must be one of the yeah so i mean yeah. does he have the nfts going too oh <laughs> yeah, probably he must. he must he knows probably. his website the website's pretty but, good actually now too it's he, it's loaded he's got lots of material totally. on there yeah and pretty, and none of it is fungible no no whatever the fuck fungible is but it's it's not not fungible non. I've got this set up now where I just listen to like the music we're talking about while we're doing it. So it's just this personal soundtrack of Countdown to Extinction while we've been talking through this whole thing. I gotta figure out how to do that it's online. Brilliant, man. Walk me through it after the after yeah, the cast. It just kind of sets the mood for what you're listening to and talking about. Actually, it's pretty good. Do you have it in one ear, or you have it in both? Just turned down. Both, yeah. I can just adjust well, that level and have that down low and hear you guys up high. Wicked. Wicked. It's pretty good. Um, do we got anything else to say about Dave Mustaine and Megadeth? Nah, I don't know, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's all right. That's pretty good. 40 minutes, 41 minutes on that. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Excellent. Let's end it there then. All right. We want you guys to subscribe, share, and review this podcast. Keep it going. Keep it strong because we're having a great time entertaining you guys with B-Sides and Beers podcast.